We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, welcome to the Irish Breakdown Podcast. It is Friday, free-for-all mailbag. Of course, it is the show that you all get to drive the conversations. We already have 32 mailbag questions in the chat. If you are new to the chat, throw the question in, hit the MB beforehand so we can kind of distinguish between the mailbag questions really quickly. We're going to let you guys drive kind of the conversation today. Ryan Roberts, Brian Driscoll, if you missed our live draft coverage of day one of the 2023 NFL Draft, you should go check out CFB Nation. YouTube channel. We uh we had a long conversation. I mean, what were we live for four and a half hours last night, Brian? Right? Kind of breaking gosh, that every yeah. single pick for the first round. Yeah. So make sure you check out that coverage, man. I thought it was really good stuff. We had a great crowd in there last night on CFB oh, Nation. Yeah. So make sure you check that out. Gonna get into some mailbag questions just momentarily, but Brian, I know that there was a couple updates that we're going to kind of kick the show yes. off before we start talking about the Logan Dig stuff a little yes. bit as well. But a uh, b- big update, man, from the uh Irish Breakdown family or people. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yes. Well, a couple things real quick. First of all, I want to say happy birthday uh, to a, a longtime listener and supporter of the show, John Gerardo. It's his birthday today. His wife, Amy, reached out to me and asked that we could wish him a happy birthday. John's been a longtime supporter of what we're doing here at Irish Breakdown, listens to our shows all the time, uh, responds on Twitter all the time. So, John, we appreciate your support enormously. Uh, obviously, uh, uh, tons of thanks for that. I also want to uh, reach out to people and, and say thank you to all of you. You all are a truly, truly amazing group of people. Yesterday, we started a show and we were doing a fundraiser for a couple other Notre Dame fans who were going through a tough time. And a lot of people are going through a tough time, but we found out about this particular situation. Um, and Jake and uh, and Abby, their baby Brady, who's named after Brady Quinn and after our uh, precious dog that Angela had that we lost a few years ago. Uh, not He wasn't named after him, but our, that was the name of our dog. Uh, that was very precious to us. And as we don't have kids, as I've said before, our kids are a dog. So it just meant, look, just kind of touched me in a different way. And so like, you know, Hey, let's help out a little bit. So they had a GoFundMe page open for a, a few days and they had raised about $1,800, which is good. But their goal was at $7,500. So we kicked off, you know, I asked if we could, we could partner with them and help them out. And they were very thankful and, and gracious. And uh, I went this morning and they were already over $9,700. In less than 24 hours, this community raised almost what what $8,000 to help out a family in need. I, I um, I'm beyond humbled, and I cannot thank you all enough. You all are so amazing, and we've done this multiple times. We did this with the cancer drive for the softball team. We did this with the Thanksgiving drive a couple of years ago, and every time we've stepped, we've asked you all to step up and help out. You have gone a Above and beyond what we dreamed. My goal was to just hope they could get close to their goal of $7,500. That was my goal. And we shot them past it. You all shot them past it. And and I just, um, I can't thank y'all enough. I want to thank you all so much. This is truly an amazing, and we don't always agree on everything. And sometimes we'll, we'll go back and forth. And I know some of you don't like things that I do or you do or whatever, but man, um, when, when, it comes to things like this, just to see everybody rally around each other and, and unify in support of, of a family. You guys are amazing. And I just want to thank you all for that. And we just had to kick the show off with obviously a happy birthday to John, uh, who, who's a longtime listener. Amy, thank you so much for bringing his birthday to our attention. I uh, hope you enjoy today's show, John. And then, of course, to all of you, just a, a huge thank you to all of you who have been just stepped up to the plate and and have just really done amazing things for our community. So, you know, tip of the cap to y'all. Thank you all very much. That's awesome. A great way to start the show, obviously, as we get into the mailbag here. I, I think the, the, the community is so great also, Brian, because a lot of insightful questions that we always get, a lot of great questions. And we actually had one 
that I think is really pertinent to starting this conversation, of course, about Logan Diggs. And that was Eric Radford, who I wanted to bring up real quick. and just said, what went into the Logan Diggs decision? Most running backs are by committee. Can't be a playing time issue. So we're going to get, obviously, into the a little bit of the layers of the Logan Diggs, uh, Logan Diggs transfer. If you didn't see that yesterday, that news broke. It was something that we had been, you know, kind of hearing that was it was going to happen type of situation. Apparently, we didn't drop enough hints. I thought we (laughs) dropped enough hints on that one. And I, for some of you that didn't see it, I really apologize. But I really thought we had dropped enough hints this spring to kind of let people know that something was going to be happening at running back. Yeah, but apparently not. Please continue, Ryan. Oh no! And so, for anybody that missed it, Logan Diggs, who was the second leading rusher on the football team this past year with over 800 yards was actually the leader in total carries for Notre Dame in 2022. Obviously, was going to be entering his – well, it will be entering his third year, his junior season this year after playing both years as a freshman and a sophomore for Notre Dame. He announced yesterday that he will be entering the transfer portal. And uh, so we want to kind of just talk about this, for, you know, for, for a few minutes here. Just yeah. it's, it's going to be impactful. It is. There's no doubt about it. He was a really good running back. But, Brian, I know this is something that it wasn't – obviously wasn't super shocking, to say the least. No, it, it wasn't shocking. I mean, Logan's been a transfer waiting to happen from the minute he got to Notre Dame. I mean, and it even started before he signed. There was the back and forth about LSU, which what made it even more frustrating is he had already signed with Notre Dame. He just didn't – they weren't going to announce it. And so uh, he wasn't going to announce it till February. So when he was talking about – you know, maybe signing with LSU, that would have required him to get out of his letter of intent that he had signed with Notre Dame in December. And he ended up coming to Notre Dame and and was unhappy early in his freshman year because he wasn't playing and then got the chance to play and was happy to a degree again. But then he he almost, he transferred, he was going to transfer when Brian Kelly left. There's obviously a lot of rumblings he was going to go to LSU then. And Tommy Reese was able to convince him to stay because Logan had a great relationship with Tommy Reese. And so he, he went out last year, you know, had a good season, uh, was part of a really excellent one-two punch at running back. Everybody knows I'm a, a very pro Notre Dame guy as a player. And he was supposed to be a dynamic one-two punch again this year. And I think that, uh, you know, once Tommy Reese left, it was a concern, obviously, about how Logan would handle that. It, he seemed to be initially on board. Yeah. But I just think as we kind of got deeper into the, the the winter and spring, that it just he was back to kind of not wanting to be here. And I think the fact that he was going to split carries of Logan Diggs, I, I think he wants to go somewhere where he's going to be a little bit more featured. Which, okay, you know, whatever. I I think that's so incredibly short sighted in today's era. I mean, people talk about running backs aren't valued because they have too much tread on their tires, and he's in a situation where. He had a thousand yards of offense last year, Ryan. He would have yeah. had another thousand yard season this year if he'd have stayed healthy. And he could have gone to the NFL with back to back thousand yard seasons. And I'm talking about all purpose yards. So he had a, a 800, I think, Ryan, what was it, 822 rushing yards last season? Something like that. Yeah. And and then he had over 200 receiving yards. So he had 10,000, he had 1,033 total yards. Aldrich estimate was at 1,080 something. So both of them went over a thousand yards last year of all purpose. And, you know, he's not getting the same wear and tear on his body, which, you know, and I think NFL teams would like, but you're still getting plenty of opportunities to show your skill set, in my opinion. And he had some big games for Notre Dame last year, obviously the big game against South Carolina. But I I, I think that, that that was just sort of a – and I'm, I'm not saying this disrespectfully. It's going to sound disrespectful, but I don't mean it to be. I think the whole splitting carries things was just what he could use as his excuse to leave. And what I mean by that is I just don't know that Logan was ever fully happy at Notre Dame. I think that he really liked 
the idea of Notre Dame. I think he got along really well with Tommy Reese. He's a kid that values the educational part. So did his mom. I just don't think he was ever happy being this far away from home. And he was able to do it because there was a coach that he had a great deal of trust in and Tommy Reese and, and Tommy was able to convince him not to transfer multiple times, but now Tommy's gone. And I just think the writing was on the wall that he was eventually going to leave. I was just hopeful that they'd be able to convince him to stay for one more year and then go pro. Yeah. Like that, that's what doesn't make sense about this whole thing is like, dude, stay for one more year. You and Audric are going to be a dynamic one, two punch. And then you can both go pro next year or Audric goes pro. You stay for one more year and then you're the dude. But I mean, go pro after next year. I mean, most running backs do go pro after their junior year yep. and he chose to go another way and he's going to transfer. So I, where he's going to go, I don't know. It would not shock me if he goes to LSU. Although, you know, Ryan, looking at the LSU backfield, he's not going to be able to just walk in there and, and just get 20 carries a game. I mean, it's not a great backfield, but it's not a bad backfield either. Josh Williams, James, um, John Emery, right, is back again. Is he I think back? I think Noah Kane is also back, I believe. No, I, I think they're both back, yeah. So, you know, and then they signed a, a really good freshman running back who, you know, might be a year away, and, and especially now with Logan. So, I mean, he'll play there. But honestly, I think the playing time thing that, that I've been told by so many people, I really just believe that was kind of just what he used yeah. to be able to want to go closer to home. Now, he may go, he may not go to LSU, he may go somewhere else, but it's going to be closer to home. And, and I believe it's LSU. I think it's going to be LSU, but uh, it's about, does LSU want him? I would, I would think that they would. I mean, he's a, Logan's a good running back. I mean, good player, yeah. I'm going to say some things in a minute about where I think Notre Dame is in this conversation. Uh, but the reality is, is what I'm about to say says, speaks volumes about how good the backfield is as a whole. And is not, and it's not, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, well, uh, he wasn't that good anyway, and he was – no, I'm a big good. Logan Diggs fan. Logan Diggs yep. is a good running back, yep. and everybody liked to pick on the, well, he's not fast. He's not – I'm like, well, South Carolina would like a word for you about him not being fast, right? I mean, you know, oh, he only averaged X amount of carries. Well, that's partly because of the first two games were really bad, and and he had – you know, he I, – I, that's his game. I mean, he's a good running back with no help from the pass game last year. So it's a loss in that regard. But my point is more of, but this is why you recruit the way you recruit. This is what big boy football is about. And, and I think some of us need to remind ourselves of this. It's the same thing with recruiting. When you recruit the way that Marcus Freeman's staff is recruiting, you're going to have big boys come and take some of your players. But you recruit so well that you're still recruiting extremely well, even when you do lose those players. And you look at the running backfield, there's some question marks, and we'll dive into that here in a second, Ryan. But the fact is, is that Notre Dame's going to be okay at running back. And I, I am not someone who's saying good riddance to Logan Diggs. I wish right. he would have stayed. I wanted him to stay. I'm not even saying this now. I'm not saying, oh, I'm glad he's gone, you know. But if he didn't want to be here, then how was he going to be in the fall if things didn't necessarily go his way? I mean, that's a that's a question. And if you're not happy, if you're truly not happy somewhere, and I think this is this is why I'm – the reason I'm being specific about this is because what I'm told by multiple sources is it was playing time was the issue. But I just think there's more to it than that. Just because of what we know about what he's been through is two years. I don't mean like been through like he's been through something tough, but just that he just didn't like being away from home. Uh, and that's okay. I, I know a lot of people like that. So I just think that was kind of the reasoning. And when a kid who is not happy in that regard, and I'm not even saying this negatively as a shot towards Logan, 
then he's going to have a tougher time handling adversity and, and, and working through different things. Yeah. And so for him, I think it is best that he leaves because he wasn't happy here. And for the team, I think it's best that he leaves because he wasn't happy here. And I don't say that disrespectfully. I wish him the best. I hope he goes to LSU and crushes it. I, I like Logan Diggs. I like him as a player. I think he's a good kid. And I just think he made a misguided decision. But I don't yep. think there's – I don't have to say that with any ill will whatsoever. But I'm also going to say that they're going to be fine. Now, yes, there's some injury question marks. I get all that. But he's going to – they're going to be fine at running back, in my opinion, for a, a host of reasons, and which I want to discuss before we dive too much in the mailbag, Ryan. But, you know, that's kind of the reason behind it. The reality is, you know, he was he was also with – he had an early injury in spring. I think he was – good to go by the end of spring. He just, just a lot of reasons. He just didn't come back. Right. But the reality is him being out early, Audric Estime separated himself from Logan in the spring. I mean, that's just the reality of it. And I don't know that the splits would have been the same in the fall because Logan has had some injury issues. He has had at times trouble staying on the field. Now he had, he missed a game last year with an injury. I, I think he, was still struggling to come back from the shoulder injury that he st- suffered yeah. in the blue gold game. And I think he got a chance to clear his head because he was awful. The first two games misses the cow game comes back against Carolina and he's vintage Logan Diggs, Right. And uh, you know, so it, he was a really good part of it and, and a good player. I just feel Ryan that it, I always want the extra town. So this isn't a they're better off without him situation. I'm no. not saying that. It's just they're going to be fine. Estime is in I think with the leaner body. I, I my hope is that Estime is able to carry a little bit more of the load. I'm going to have an, an article coming out later today that's going to talk a lot more about this. But you know you do have Jadarian Price coming back off of an injury. You do have Jabron Payne emerging. You do have Jeremiah Love coming in as a freshman. All three of those guys, if healthy, can play. And as and that's the big right the asterisk right there is are they going to be healthy? From everything that we hear about Jadarian Price, he's on pace to be ready to play. And I think you could make a case that if Jadarian Price is healthy, who, by the way, had beaten out Audric Estime and Logan Diggs last spring as the number one back. That's just a fact. Multiple sources have told me this. The interesting part, Ryan, is they're a a much better complementary one-two punch if big, giant, capital letters, if Jadarian's back to full speed. Yep. Just because Audric and Logan are are not the same, but they're similar. The yep. offense executes the same way with those two in the game. Even though their skill sets are a little different, they're running the same stuff. Audric and Jadarian are different backs because Jadarian is a little bit more of a slasher. He's more of that home run threat. He's more of that big play, one cut and go guy, can catch the ball, can run wheel routes and those type of things. Jabron Payne's a little bit of a different runner than Logan Diggs, although there are some similarities there, but he's got a little bit more juice than Logan, not as powerful as Logan was, right? But he brings a little bit of a complimentary style. He had a great spring. Yep. And then Jeremiah Love is a guy that is, is got some Chris Tyree in him in that he only needs five touches to impact the game as a freshman, right? And a recently 6'1", ran a, 195 pounds body. And he ran a, <laughs> and he ran a 10-5 recently, right? Yes. And and if he's 195 now, and I and I talked to somebody yesterday that, that mentioned that he's around 190, 195 because he's in the middle of track, he's going to be 205 by the time the season starts. Oh, easy. Yeah. 
And and so you've got you've got some different skill sets now. That's four guys. Ideally, you want five backs. They could go to the transfer portal and get another guy, but you've got Chris Tyree who could play there if you need him to. But now you just maybe altered the, the game plan with Chris Tyree as a slot guy a little bit, Ryan, that you now maybe get him some touches on jet sweeps and outside zones and things like that, even though you keep him as a receiver. And you also have a situation where you do have some walk-on backs that can get you out of a game if you need to. But you've got – you have to have a lot go wrong to in a game to not have running backs to get you out of a game. You have to have a lot go wrong. I mean, Notre Dame went in to play Georgia in 2019 with one healthy running back. One. Tony Jones Jr. And they almost won that game. The other thing that we have to keep in mind is – you don't have to necessarily replicate the carries the same way they did last year, right? Because this offense is going to be different. You're going to have receivers. You know who's going to take some of those carries away that, that Logan Diggs had last year? The wide receivers. Man, what are you talking screens. about? Yeah, yeah. No, screens <laughs> and RPOs. Yeah. Because things that were pure handoffs last year are going to be pulling throws this year. You're sure. going to throw the ball more effectively and efficiently. So, And then if you can just add four to five more carries onto Logan Diggs, or, I mean onto Audric Estime, who last year averaged 12 carries a game, now, if you can get him up to about 17, 18 carries a game, that Ryan, that only has him in the top 30 nationally in yard and in, in carries per game, right? I mean, it's not a huge, huge load. If he's in a little bit better conditioning, maybe he can stay you know healthy for the course of a whole game. And then now you have some guys can can handle 10 to 12 carries a game. You have three guys that can handle 10 to 12 carries a game. Plus, you have Chris Tyree that can handle three to four jets a game. You've got uh, you, you've got some other guys can do some things off of that that action. And then you've got the RPO game. So there's plenty they can do. And it's not like last year they also had a running back, a quarterback that was, was running the ball a ton. They did in three games out of the 13. Right, yeah, right? So the others, they didn't have that. So I, they're going to be okay. Now, they can't afford another injury. That's the, that's, the, that's the concern, right? They really can't afford another long-term injury. They can't afford someone going down for eight weeks. But I think they're going to be fine. And, and between Janarian Price and Jabron Payne and Jeremiah Love, with Audric Estime becoming more of a true number one, I think Notre Dame's going to be just fine at running back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, if there is an injury, Brian, it's going to be a fun conversation of who you move to running back. I can already see Drake Bowen, baby. They're like, give Drake the ball, give Drake the rock, which is pretty yeah. funny. Obviously, half yeah. hitting there, right? But it's, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, you know. I, I, I'll say that if, if Drake Bowen's a stud in his junior year, Brian, let's say, if you want to give him a couple goal line carries, I'm all right with it, man. I'm all right with it. That's all I'm saying. But I, I think there's layers to this, right, as far as, like, how you quantify this backfield. You went from, with Logan Diggs, an embarrassment of riches at running backs to without Logan Diggs still being very rich. I mean, that's just kind of where you are, right? Like your backfield is not hurting in talents. You have Aldrick Estime, who's going to play football in the NFL, barring an injury. He's going to play. 
Jadarian Price, who you mentioned, is going to be a guy that, if he's back to full health, he was potentially going to be the number one back last year. Like, that's kind of how everything was trending. You have a guy like a Jeremiah Love who's going to come in and I think be able to give you some big play potential. You have Jabron Payne, who, yes, he's dealt with injuries in his high school career, but he has been able to be durable so far in his Notre Dame career, at least through the practices and the limited game time that we've seen of him. So I think Notre Dame's going to be fine, man. They're going to be fine. This is one of those – and not to mention, we're – Peek into the future. I know this is more of a 2023 concern, but you already have a commitment from Aeneas Williams of the 2024 class. They're trying to get a second running back of that class. Kedron Young, Anthony Carey, they'll be okay. And that makes it way – I mean, this this sets up a much easier sell to them. Hey, guys, we only have four running backs in the roster right now. Yeah. And we're going to lose Audric. I mean, he's going pro. I mean, if Audric goes out there and starts – or like, guys, you you realize Audric's gone, right? And if you – in the pitch to Kedron Young is, that's you. (laughs) <laughs> that's your, not, not, you know, like, like, I don't like doing the whole, you're the next Audric estimate. I, most kids don't like that. They don't want to hear that, it, but it's more of a, you see that, see what he does. That's your role. That's exactly yes. how we want to use you. And imagine what you could do in this offense. Right. And so I think the set, the selling point becomes a lot better because you're going to say, well, man, you got Jadarian Price and Jabron Payne and Jeremiah Love. And it's like, yeah, but they don't do what you do. They can't do what Audric did. Yes. You can do what do what Audric did. So I think it helps in that regard. But I, 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 again, they're still going to be fine. And I think here's another thing too. There's a concern that, well, these guys haven't proven themselves. Very true. Very true. That's fair. That's that's always a legitimate argument, but I've always said there's two positions on offense. that are very easy for freshmen and young players to step into. I've said this all along. So this isn't spin because they lost a guy. I have been saying this for years. Running back is without question, the easiest position for a freshman to come in and play. It's not easy Especially yep. in an offense like Notre Dame's, it's more pro style, which means more pass blocking, responsibles, and things like that. But it is is the easiest. And here's the other thing: I think Dylan McCullough is is really well situated to make it happen because he has talked about in the past about finding niches for backs, yes. finding niche roles for backs. And so I think he's smart enough, and I think Jer- Jared Parker is going to be smart enough to say, "Hey, look, if we got this young kid who isn't the greatest pass blocker." then you know, we got to be smart about how we use them. Well, then, you know, teams are always know you're running. No, you do more empty free release stuff. There's a lot of different things you can do. And then, he, you know, you make his responsibilities somewhat easy. You have the quarterback tell him, hey, you're blocking five, you know, things like that. So you can make it work if a guy doesn't figure that part out. But there's That's... more individual tension for the guys here now, Ryan. And you, you're, you'll you be able to find – none of these guys besides Estimate are going to have to be the do-it-all everything guy. They're all going to have their roles. They're all going to have their niches. And that's how you put a backfield together and how you make it work. I think that's the best part of having a running back coach that has an NFL background as well, Brian, is that he's used to assigning and designating roles for backs, right? Like I feel like you see a lot more in college football, bell cow still. In the NFL, and how many teams are, are have a true bell cow as the running back? Most teams are now a committee by approach. And when you're a committee by approach, you have to designate roles and you have to be very specific with what you're asking players to do. So I think that that's coach McCullough's background is going to be big time in kind of formulating those roles. And I th- would say this also, you're not running RPO every play, but when you are running RPO, it's also nice because yes, you're going to have to pass protect in this offense. But if I'm running a, he- a bunch of heavy RPO, that's more designed to using that guy as a little bit of eye candy when you're pulling it, right? And to be able to run that run action. So they're not really a designated pass blocker per se all of the time in that type of role. So you can find ways around it. You can find at least in the spring, Ryan, you're right. They didn't run an RPO every play, 
They yeah. ran it most plays. Ran it a lot, man. <laughs> right? And 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 there will be games that you're going to go into and say, hey, Sam, we're not pulling it here, right? We're, we, with this look. But that's easy. That's literally a call. You make that yeah. call. Like, you you know, you call like Deuce Wright, you know, 24 um, lock, right? So you're running Deuce Wright. You're running 24s. You're inside zone play or mid zone play or whatever. 24 wham lock is what you call. Lock means we're locked into the run, right? Yeah. You carry out your RPO action but we're locked into the run. Now you could even still tag RPO routes just to influence the defense, but it could also be a thing where when we call lock, we want the front side receivers to block because we, because of the way that they lined up, we need to get that slot receiver in on that lead backer because we can't get to him the way that they, or you know, that safety or whatever, because we can't get to him the way that they, they run fit with, you know, in this look, and we want to run this play. And we feel like if our, if Jaden Thomas can go block that safety, we got a chance to ghost this thing. We want to get that handball handed off, even though they're giving us that backside outside, you know, quick out route, they're giving us that window so we can pull it and throw it. But you know, like, but I don't want to pull it and throw it. I want to hand this sucker off. So there's checks and calls you can make to the quarterback to say we're handing it off. And nobody else needs to know that on an RPO call. You're just, you're just handing it off. And you may make a call to receivers. Okay, when we're in this formation and we run this play, play side receivers, you're, you've are you got to block. And then you've only got one guy running an RPO backside. So there's a lot of different things. When you're doing RPOs correctly, all those things are part of it, right? And so we'll see that at times. But to your to your point, Ryan, we're going to see a lot more RPOs, which is then going to say, okay, if, if teams start defending the RPOs, then now all of a sudden you don't need as many carries to get where you got to last year with that production. Yeah. So that's the ideal scenario and where Notre Dame wants to be. But at the end of the day, is it a loss not having Logan Diggs? Sure it is. Anytime you lose a good football player, it's a loss. And I don't think Logan's attitude issues were he's a bad kid attitude issues. It was more of just a he's clearly just not happy here type of yep. thing. And eventually that can that can be problematic in, in a way that's not so much I'm sick of this kid. Just more of a man, like buddy. I'm just I'm I'm tired of having this talk well, with you, man. I think he's just going to be happier going somewhere else. And and you know what? I wish him well. I do, I do. Yeah. But I think it's going to be better for Notre Dame in in the long run, having guys there that really truly want to be there. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that my last point was you appreciate Logan what he did for Notre Dame. He was a real yeah. good player this past season. You wish him well. It is a loss, obviously, but you also understand that with how Notre Dame is recruiting the position and developing the running back position, you're going to be good. Everything's going to be fine. So I think that's a good way to end it.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.